Okay. Here we are. Here we are. Episode 24. So. <laughs> so this is Brown Bird Down. Brown Bird Down. The Brown. The Brown. The Brown. This is Brown Burn Down. Burn Down. Burn Down. The Brown Burn Down. <laughs> okay, this is episode 24, I think. Is that right? I have no idea. It could be episode 50 for all I know. Um, can you can you sense the like rejuvenation in our voices and the like yeah. youthfulness <laughs> we've since grown uh, as of what, 2 weeks ago? Yeah, that's the sound of years that we thought we had lost off our <laughs> lives coming back. So, yeah. Yay, this is a uh, well, I guess I don't know. Should we call this a victory episode or Let's call it a, let's go ahead and call it a victory. Call it a victory. Episode. Episode. I think we deserve Even that. Even though it's like a bitter bittersweet victory, but yes, for history. We'll take let it. Let this be known as our victory episode. We'll take it. Honestly, it's just been such an exhausting like 4 years, but also especially like last few months. That I don't even know that I've like felt any victory celebration. I'm just so tired. Yeah, exactly. Although I did celebrate on the day that Biden was um, declared the winner, and it was really, really fun, and it was such a good. What did you do? So in downtown, in the city where I live, there were a bunch of people having a rally, which was so cute. Um, and I drove by like three times to honk at all the like supporters who were on the streets just so happy so jubilant Aww. and then like I drank half a bottle of champagne it was amazing <laughs> it was so fun <laughs> anyway yes. okay that sounds like a lovely celebration I drank half a bottle of wine on election night um Sad. which was not awesome <laughs> yeah yeah we should talk about our election nights yeah, that sad. was sad. That was horrible. It was honestly, like, one of the most, like, gut-wrenching evenings of the last four years. Yeah. It was, like, a little bit on par with 2016. I don't think I've ever been that stressed. There was, like, people who were doing, like, mini, like, watch things outdoors, um, and... I was, like, paralyzed in my room. I was like, I can't be around other humans. Like, haven't we learned from 2016? That's, like, a terrible idea. Um, yeah, and it was, but like, anyway. I felt horrible looking at the results coming in, but I felt horrible. Well, you were I'm... working, right? Oh, yeah, but, like, poor patients that night. I was not <laughs> paying attention. I I coped with the stress by crying multiple times to Tara. <laughs> to the other residents in the workroom and then like constantly like obsessively checking the news that's how that was my strategy for election night and I wouldn't recommend it you know what I would recommend though is like being on the west coast for elections Mm. because I feel like anyone any further east lost sleep over this mm-hmm. or like a lot of sleep over it well I guess you were not sleeping either way oh, I was on nights <laughs> but yes I agree with that like yeah lost sleep on the east coast for sure people did I think I went to sleep at like twelve thirty, and yeah I mean it was like I think by the time I went to sleep I felt okay about um 
where things were you know like I was like okay like this is awful and we had that phone call like maybe around like nine or ten when it was like it was really bad and the betting markets were all like yeah, like, like this is, this gonna is be going to Trump. Trump. Yeah. And the New York Times brought the, their needle back. The freaking the tickers. Me, which was still just as wrong. Even though they were like, oh, we're not going to so... do it for the whole like, national election. We're only going to do it for like these four swing states. They were still horribly wrong. Which they We should talk had... about pollsters in this episode because I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. So anyway, we have a lot of thoughts about the election that are going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um... And I guess that's just what this episode is. Um, how is this related to brownness? Uh, one, we're brown. Two, Kamala is the first VP of both, like, South Asian descent and half black. So that's amazing. I didn't honestly think it was going to happen. Yeah, same. Um, but I'm very excited for her. And, like, it's exciting because, like, she's clearly being set up as an equal partner to Joe mm-hmm. as – a very likely possibility that he doesn't make it the four years or yeah um, or if he doesn't want to run again doesn't run again yeah so anyway that's exciting we'll talk more about that we've talked a lot about Kamala but we're just really excited about it what should we talk about first yeah what Uh, should we talk about first I feel like (laughs) your comment here is so funny lies be told should we just delete this section okay I think we're gonna delete this section I'm all about transparency Rob's is all about transparency we don't want to be lying to you yeah but if no one's gonna call us out on it like yeah did my sister hello are you listening did you stop listening to this podcast as our resident fact checker haven't heard anything from you in a long time so um yeah I feel like uh a dog has definitely stopped listening um, he's doing super important things right now so no don't give him an excuse he stopped listening <laughs> and um who else I don't know I feel like our listener count overall has gone up but I think our dedicated yeah. listeners have gone down yeah Unge definitely listens Unge definitely listens she's the one who broke the news of Joe Biden winning oh so. that's the best shout uh, out to Unge who was on the east coast time and every morning I would wake up with my update and that's how I knew what was wow. going on thanks Unge um Okay, anyways, so basically no one is calling us out on our lies. Please do. We're not scary. You can Instagram DM yeah, us if we told a lie. We'll take it. Um, we are more than able to take it. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to delete this section. So moving on. Okay, yes. thoughts from our friends. <laughs> okay, so thoughts from our friends. Anj sent, I think she sent me this, Tars, but it was really funny Instagram slash like very true Instagram about a person who's featured on this pod uh, multiple times she actually has an episode entirely dedicated to herself which is Meghan Markle but um, Instagram comes via this uh, user named Mani Rostam and it says like, Meghan Markle it defines it as to value yourself and your mental health enough to, to up and leave a situation in which your authentic self is not welcome which is like yeah we can definitely start using that as a verb. And we've talked about Meghan Markle multiple times. I think we might have even talked about her on the last episode. But um, I, isn't her book supposed to be out soon? I think it oh, is. Oh, really? I think so. Maybe we should start a Brown Burned Down book club. Ooh, I like that. Are we going to read <sighs> Priyanka's read, memoir? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Would we have to read that? Dude, yeah, a lot of people have written books during this pandemic, or maybe they were planning to release them anyways right now. No, I think you're right. I think a lot of people have been 
had a lot of time, but that's like such a luxury, yeah. such a celebrity luxury yeah, to like, have. Oh, like, I guess I'll drop a book now. Right, to have like unstressed work time during this pandemic because you're just in your mansion hanging out and your assistant is like taking care and you don't have like acting projects. Like, yeah. I don't know. I was like one in school you were literally in the hospital like two like incredibly stressed so any spare time was like doing puzzles or like stress reduction activities like it wasn't like oh you know what would be great like if I just like wrote a book yeah. right now because life is awesome exactly so um, that's annoying yeah just so many books coming out Mindy Kaling re- released all her essays Priyanka Chopra is releasing her book uh Governor Cuomo released a book, which I think is what? too soon. He released this book about it's like it's the title is like the lessons learned from the pandemic, as if it's freaking over. Like, wake up! He wrote a book about the pandemic. Yeah, during the pandemic. Yeah, when he's supposed to be leading the state. Yeah, when he oversaw like thousands of deaths yeah he was writing this freaking book yeah <laughs> that's not okay yeah all of that is this is what i mean it's like what is happening i don't understand what's happening that's very actually upsetting all right yeah so um anyway people are writing books apparently yeah and um yeah i'm just uh Meghan Markle comment is super on point, as always. As always. All her thoughts are amazing. Keep keep them coming, Unge. We love you. We have one more. Actually, I'm sure we have more. I don't remember. But um, one other one that comes to mind, which is just, um, oh my god, what's her name? Mandy? Yeah, Mandy. Listener Mandy, um, who is such a fan of this podcast. It's like, honestly... It's really lovely because she, as many of our other listeners are, are not necessarily like brown or from South Asian culture, but just like mm-hmm. listen to us anyway, rant mm-hmm. about it, which I think I appreciate. Yes. Ugh, I do too. Dull. Anyway, she, she's like, was on Reddit and she found this like Indian woman's skin cream commercial starter pack. Um, and it's just like a bunch of images from like fair and lovely-esque <laughs> commercials where the tagline is like, why be brown and ugly when you could look Caucasian and pretty? Dark, bad, white, good. Which is like, <laughs> it's like funny. We can link to it in the show notes. Um, and if you sent me something else, sorry. Send it sorry. Because <laughs> I forgot. Um, okay. Okay. So... Let's What's see. Next? What's next? Oh, lingering thoughts, which is kind of the whole episode, but we'll specifically yeah. do non-election lingering thoughts. It's been Diwali since we last. Um, happy Diwali! Happy Diwali, everybody! Um, it was uneventful for me. I did end up going home, which was fun. That's nice. Speaking of Diwali, if you're a politician and you're not wishing people on Diwali, it's like you are out of touch you know like or you don't fully recognize the benefit the like potential of the south asian voter base exactly and it's probably (laughs) more likely that right it's like so it's it's so interesting to me how like uh there's i mean there 
I think obviously the the significance of Diwali is like what it actually is, right? Like the triumph of light over darkness and like yeah. good things to come and like the new year. Like this, these are all good messages. But the timing of Diwali this year, right after the election, like was ample opportunity for politicians who are mostly white to like use Happy Diwali as like perfectly like in line with the current climate in the world, which I think oh, is yeah. like. I mean, on one hand, is like you're definitely pandering to your South Asian base, but also on the other hand, it's nice. It's working. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. I'm into it. Um, Actually, I had a um, a white friend who has, as far as I know, and doesn't listen to this podcast. I think um, no connection to South Asia. Definitely not from family. Maybe from friends. But he texted me like, "Happy the volley!" Like, what an what an incredible moment to celebrate the triumph of light over dark. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's really sweet. And also, like, I kind of forgot that that was what yeah, it was about. So right. thanks for reminding me. Like, thank you, white people, for reminding us what it is. Yeah. it's actually very nice. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, I to know. forgot. But it that's is a so really fun. nice, it's a nice <laughs> moment. True. And it does feel like light has at least temporarily triumphed over dark in this country. Yeah. It ha- yes. Though it had not for the last four Diwali. Yeah. So. Speaking of Diwali, did you actually know that Obama was the first president to celebrate Diwali in the White House? Yeah, that's right. Amazing. I mean, actually, Joe Biden was the one who had the people over to yeah. his house for Diwali, right? Yeah. Like he hosted the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So of course, Joe Biden was one of these politicians wishing everybody for Diwali. Well, we know he's a friend to the Browns because of Kamala. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Trump also had to wish people, yeah, which was like that's the new. most, I mean, is it though? Like, is it new? That's a good point. We had our whole South Asians for, for Trump. Trump. Thing. Yeah. And so this picture he released, I, who knows? It's probably from this year. It's like 30 people in a room without anyone wearing masks. It like, yeah, sounds it could like be from yesterday. reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really interesting. Very interesting. I, also wonder about like the ramifications of this kind of thing like I don't know if you I don't know it's it's so politicized everything is so politicized now you know because like I do think being in that picture and supporting Trump in that way says something about your morals and your values and like I don't think I would want to work with you if you represent I mean I don't know you could be in that picture for a variety of reasons and like that's maybe not fair to assume um but like there's a whole controversy at the kennedy school right now that's like all over fox news apparently where um yeah so there was a petition going around um where like some students were like or actually the student government was like uh, a petition saying we don't want anyone from the trump administration to be a faculty member here next year because usually how the kennedy school works is like the administration that's out starts to populate the um the school, which is why there's a ton of, like, Democrats there, right? Or a ton of, like, Obama people there right now. Mm-hmm. And there was this petition that was like, we don't want any Trump people. Like, sh- their commitment to the Trump administration shows a lack of, like, respect for democracy. And that's not what the school is about. And it was met by, like, a ton of backlash from the right where they were like, you're, like, not letting anyone in because they were affiliated with the Trump administration. Like, that's snowflakes, meh, 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 whatever. Wow, but so, also to be expected, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, of course. Of course, I mean, the story's just, on Fox News. I was like, wait, how did I miss this? Oh, that's how. They have nothing better to report <laughs> on. <laughs> it's 
just like well, losing. I mean, I don't know. Our alma mater, Yale, definitely created open spaces for right wingers to like thrive. Like they have, oh, they, yeah. they of course, they like, that's their constitutional right. Like they can do that. But there's a difference between, like, saying whatever you want to say and, like, inviting people who've, like, created harm in more ways than one to come teach on how to run a government. Like, that doesn't seem... Those are two different issues. I think that this whole, like, both sides thing is, like, to the detriment of... I mean, I feel like that's what the media learned in 2016 is, like, the both sides thing just hurts Democrats because there are more people who like identify with the democratic side and they're not equal yeah so like at yale like the tory party or whatever had as much airtime as like the lib yeah that's so true that's so true even though they were much smaller they had much more money per capita than any of the like liberal groups did yeah and they could invite people like ann coulter and get away with it and like it would be a big event on campus yeah and i think that like giving like conservative really small like micro movements so much airtime is a dangerous thing yeah and like i would argue that trump's administration's values are not in line with the values and founding of the kennedy school yeah um i do think it's a slippery slope you can't just say no republicans can teach at this school you know or like no republicans who voted for trump because like a lot of them did and I still say, say it. Go for it. (laughs) If they had to do it, I wouldn't be upset. (laughs) But but yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, that was a whole tangent. Yeah. So should we, since we're headed towards the election segment of our episode, should we get Nick Yonka Watch 2020 out of the way? (laughs) I think we should do that. They're so not relevant right (laughs) now. They really are not. And I don't think they know that. It's just like... continues to be the baffling part of their existence to be honest it's like I do wonder how much I don't know if you felt this way but like I have listened to a lot less trash in the last few weeks than I have in the past four years like yeah I feel like I need less of an antidote to everything that's going on yes you're so right you were so right. That's why I'm not watching The Bachelorette, and I did over <laughs> the last four years. Forgive us for not knowing exactly what these two are up to, but yeah. we do have some highlights from over the last month of what Nick Yonka watched. So almost 2021. Yeah. Oh my god! Almost making into their third year of our hashtag. It's just. <laughs> like how dare they how dare they this is just like another gift that just keeps on giving now it's like if they were to break up tars we'd have to delete this whole section so okay my highlight from nick yanko watch 2020 from this past month was literally on the day (laughs) after the election we tars and i did not sleep very well we were not eating very well um we were very stressed i gained By the way, I've gained at least five pounds since, since, the, election. since the election. Same, same, same. Totally, yeah. yes. On on the same page as you. Which is bad. Um, Not good. Because we're stressed AF. And yeah. guess who wasn't stressed? <laughs> Priyanka Chopra, on the day after the election, released this like Instagram reel, which is a thing now. 
it's like a montage to herself. I don't know. Is it like a, it's 20 in 2020? I don't know what that means, what the hashtag stands for. If somebody it can didn't explain mean it that didn't movement to me, I'd appreciate it. But yeah, it's like everybody's, like this country is in shambles right now. Not only did you not know the winner, I mean, okay, she's a global audience. The US election was not sure. like the focus. But you of know, she's like her content is for her. US yeah, she audience. claims to be like, she was happy. She posted something the day after Biden won. So she yeah, claims to happy. be like part of the cause when it benefits her. Yeah. Okay. Right, exactly. So it doesn't make any sense. Find <laughs> the only chuckle I had that morning. That day. So thank oh, you, I mean, Classic. Classic Pitoff's behavior. It's so funny because I feel like Sophie and Joe are so politically involved. They're both strike me as like speaking as someone who is not cool, but like they both strike me as exceedingly uncool, you know, like people who are trying really hard to seem cool, but aren't, aren't, whereas like Sophie and Joe to me are like incredibly effortlessly cool. Exactly. That's a good way of describing it. Like they're cool enough to not care. Like Sophie can post Jonas Brothers in her story as like, like an unironic thing she's listening to and it still seems it's cool. still cool Even yeah it's like the jonas brothers yeah. you know you're so right whereas like when priyanka does it it's like what that's so europe what yeah anyway they this is obviously our own bias coming into it but um i don't know i i just there's something weird about them which is like really the subject of this entire podcast but <laughs> why um, are they so weird we don't know they're just taking so us two insane. years and we still don't have an answer can't figure it out but we was there something else they did recently that was the two of them they celebrated caravaggio oh our favorite <laughs> our favorite holiday oh man <laughs> did she fast yeah, oh together. man you should go listen to our earlier episodes yes, about this, about this, this is a whole yes, freak, yes, yes a whole freaking thing um, also, Mindy Kaling gave them a present. Oh, no, they gave Mindy Kaling a Diwali present. Oh, really? I missed that. Did you? Oh, no, you sent it to me. It's spices. I think I sent it to you. It's spices. Yeah, it's it's, it's spices. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. They, she, Priyanka continues to be a, um, the face advocate. and feet <laughs> and advocate for Crocs. <laughs> which that she, did make me chuckle that made me laugh so hard because she had posted like a five-part instagram story probably the day after she posted the montage of her her <laughs> life here's another <laughs> thing that i think sophie turner could get away with doing like i could see sophie turner as a crocs brand ambassador and it would super work but with priyanka it's just like i more question the crocs team yeah like who on crocs was, was like, like you know this really her. brand yeah brand aligned <laughs> is priyanka <laughs> agreed i do think that people use her as a shortcut for like the south asian market which is definitely not true if you know what we also i don't know if we talked about this about priyanka's bangs Oh, yeah, we did. We didn't talk about it. This is, like, actually high-quality investigative (laughs) journalism coming straight to you from Tara. Go for it, Tara. Um, So it turns out that, well, because you're talking about Priyanka's bangs, right? Because we were like, oh, yeah, like, Priyanka got bangs. She did get bangs. But then in pictures, like, 
A week later from her stint in Germany, the bangs were gone. So the mystery is like, what happened to the bangs? Because like, if you cut bangs under normal circumstances, as I made the mistake of doing. Not mistake. It takes... The smart decision. They look so good, guys. She looks really good. Open question, open question. But if you get bangs, it takes like months, if not years, to grow them out. Yeah. And P-Chops got rid of them in two weeks, which leads to the question, were they clip-ons yeah i don't think she they actually looked got really things. bad I don't so she, i wonder because I, I feel like they would have looked better if they were clip-ons, if they were clip-ons yeah because they looked like it looks like someone who has really thick hair who gets banged which never looks good and so there was that and then the other thing was like do celebrities have magic ways of getting rid of bangs like did she just get extensions for those hair like yeah how did she because what happened to the new hair don't care post right yeah exactly isn't that a thing okay wait the bangs are back no they're not back they're not back oh they're kind of back but they're different now oh interesting interesting what is the timeline on these pictures yeah the tldr on all of this is that celebrities stage a lot of photos Okay, can we also talk about how she's starring in the new Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Yeah, movie? what the heck? Why? I don't. <laughs> I was know. just looking at that. So that's she where we spent are. way too much time talking we about do- her. <laughs> we do love to talk about them. Okay, so should we move on to the main event? That's basically all Let's... we have to say about them. Yeah, and more. they're crazy per usual. And more than we needed. Okay, so let us move on. We kind of touched on this like a gazillion times already in this episode, but our main event, hopefully our last election-related episode, our next ones will be about the Biden administration. Yes. So the election was pretty heartbreaking and continues to be heartbreaking. Um, I feel like it obviously like worked out but when you look at the numbers and how close it was it's just extremely depressing to see how many people still support trump and the message that he symbolizes and obviously we we have to talk about this election i feel like the like the main takeaway from this election for me is that like white people still love white supremacy and don't feel like they need to condemn it or get rid of it or move on from it because they guess love it what? like a little bit less than last time in the suburbs, but <laughs> in that's the it. Suburbs, they love it less. But in like many parts in the Midwest, they love it more. I think Missouri mm-hmm. voted for Trump is a wider margin than they had back in. It's so funny to see all the places that voted for Obama in 08. Like that's I Indiana did. Oh my god, Indiana, Obama, Iowa, really? Ohio, North Carolina, Florida all went to obama he had 365 of the electoral college votes wow and you need 270 to win what's depressing about it to me is that the midwest like if you're not from the midwest and you've seen the midwest depicted in media like it's usually like a bunch of white people at like an ihop and you're like this is the midwest and the react that's like that's doesn't represent me doesn't represent my life it doesn't represent the life of like a lot of people i know and Mm -hmm. it just is so frustrating because 
time and time again, it reminds you that, like, your voice here, like, being a liberal voter in the Midwest, it counts for nothing. Like, you may as well not exist here because the majority is not in line with what you believe and your voice does not count for anything like it it's horrible um when you look at like that's what it made me so happy that my my city like everybody was so excited in this like one little area because it reminded me that they're good people here too but when you look at these like sorry looking at these numbers it's just it's really upsetting like just to be surrounded by this many people who believe in hate Oh, it's horrible. I I agree. And I think, one, the electoral college system is so dumb. Because it also disincentivizes people from voting, right? Like, if you're in California or you're in Kansas, the urgency to vote is not there. Because mm-hmm. unless you're, like, concerned with down-ballot issues, which I think you should be. And in California, actually, people are more because you vote. On, do you vote on propositions in Kansas? Yeah, you can. Yeah, it just haven't been on the ballot in a while. Okay. So, one, it disincentivizes people. Two, it, like, makes you feel like the majority of your state is your identity, which I think can be really frustrating to both sides of the aisle if you're in a state that, like, it, it seems like it's a very isolating experience to be a liberal person in the midwest in a red state and the media perpetuates that with this like image of the midwest as like white white and, like, yeah quaint. it's also like it's a different world than like being in a world where you're like oh i live in a state that voted for romney like annoying than it is to be living in a world where it's like oh i live in a state who voted for trump and white supremacy yeah that's true that's so true it's just like a different feeling yeah and so the results are in guys and not only did Biden win, like, the one, is that, is this true, to correct me if I'm wrong, that he won the largest, like, popular vote mm-hmm. in history, but yep. Trump won the second largest yep. popular <laughs> vote in history, so. A lot of people voted. That says everything that you need to know about yeah. the current state of the world. Um, <sighs> we could talk about Asian voters and how yeah we didn't do as as well as hmm, I this think. is ending up being really depressing yeah sorry um, <laughs> we'll end on, <laughs> on the happy note but this is really depressing okay i think um i don't know if you sent it to me or i sent it to you but i think it was one of the exit polls that was comparing um demographics and how each demographic voted and what the electoral college map would look like if we just looked at only one demographic per state and young voters which they define as ages 18 to 28 um 83 percent of young asian voters voted for biden which is the like largest minority second largest minority group of young voters to vote for biden the first being black young voters which i think is like 89 percent um, which Amazing. is yeah great good job guys good job us <laughs> but clearly we didn't talk to our parents enough because Ugh. the exit poll says that 61 percent of asian voters voted for biden which is low yeah and i, I think know. that i'm there actually might be studies about this we can ask a dog but i think like you think it's wrong the 
no 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 I think that I think it's right and I, I wonder if there's something about like first generation immigrants and taxes like feeling way more possessive of their money because yeah. they feel like they worked really hard to escape their countries and they don't really care about the like liberal the stuff they stuff. like just care about their money yeah well that's great for everyone I deserve my money and like yeah if there's like a nice guy in the white house that would be nice too but like eh, it's kind but of less of a priority my, yeah taxes matter more yeah yeah and perhaps that's what it boils down to with not just asian voters but other white voters but um on that depressing note i don't know we could talk about some that was big, a low yeah it was yeah okay we could talk about the so happy I mean, things obviously from this election and like why we're optimistic for 2021 so I think that's why we cried on election night, but, like, it's not all bad, and I think there are also reasons why we are, like, like, I listen to the Daily now, which I wasn't doing before, yeah. because I just didn't want to know what was up with yeah. Trump and his yeah. cronies. Yeah. Um, but now I'm very interested, because, like, it's fun. It's schadenfreude. And I think that there is, like, like, hopefully the country is still moving leftward. And my my prediction and my hope is that when trump isn't on the ballot one polls will be more accurate because polls were actually pretty accurate in 2018 so it seems like they just like cannot figure out trump yeah and um two a lot of trump voters won't vote unless he's running because they don't care um typically it's like i don't know no they will they would not vote for like um a Romney versus Obama contest, but they would absolutely vote if Trump was on the ballot. Yeah. That's so All that to be saying, there were some wins this election, which shows, like, our country is becoming more progressive. These wins. Well, okay, I guess the first, obviously, the most exciting one is Kamala Harris in... <laughs> yeah. Freaking vice president of the United States. But <laughs> even on a more a local level, there were some really exciting... Um, results of this election um jennifer rajkumar is one of the first south asians to be voted into the lower house of the new york state legislature late legislature which is crazy because yeah. new york is like really mm-hmm. south asian i know so. i was i remember i read that and i was like what that that is actually <laughs> wild in 2020 she, i think she's one of the first two is what i read wow um, which also is wild um Cori Bush from St. Louis. She is the first black woman to represent Missouri, which is also wild. And she was also she's wild. from the same. Also, she's young, which is she's so cool. I love her. Um, for Asians is another big win in Washington state where Marilyn Strickland became the first Korean American woman to be elected to Congress. So Congress is just getting more diverse. Congress is awesome. Yeah, except for the fact that the first Korean American yeah. woman elected to Congress <laughs> yes. in twenty twenty. Yeah, actually, this is okay. This oh episode God. continues to be depressing. Um, okay, but I mean, good steps in the right direction. Okay, Richie Torres, who is representing the Bronx, and Mondaire Jones, um, who is representing a suburban district of New York City. They're the first two out gay men in Congress. Which is what? also wild to me. What? Oh, yeah. Sarah McBridge is the first openly trans state senator from Delaware. Good job, Delaware. So, obviously, these are really exciting things. And, of course, the squad got reelected, which is cool. The squad. <laughs> so, 
yeah, that those are the, like happy takeaways from this election. Um, which actually can't believe that those it took until 2020 for all of those things to happen. But here we are. But here we are. I think, like, yeah, I think you take the wins where you can get them. Let's say that this is a victory episode with an asterisk. It's a victory episode, but the bar was low. And we've cleared it, and barely so. Um, but there's a lot of work left to be done. I think, though, like, now the takeaway is just, like, you can probably hear it in our voices. Like, we're tired. Like, yeah. take the break you need. Yeah. Like, rest for a second if you can like focus on georgia georgia's important georgia is very important krisha's listening she's definitely not yeah georgia's important she's not listening Um, she wasn't listening for the past two years but krisha (laughs) we're dedicating this episode to you this yeah this episode is dedicated to krisha um someone text her if you're hearing this um anyways georgia's important like don't forget it and yes phone bank call text if you can but at the same time like take a break you're allowed to like just be happy with what we have now and like know that it's going to be hopefully an easier four years than the last ones were yeah and really that's all we can ask for exactly and that's that's our episode guys that's our episode. Stay tuned for a surprise episode that we've been teasing for a literal year now. But, but it's going I to be aptly themed now. So Yes, it will be aptly themed. The holiday season. So get ready, guys. As always, email us at thebrownburndown at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram.